Hi, this is Christine Griggs. And I'm Shelly Blevins. And we're just two crazy old widows who decided to start a podcast. And by old, she means middle-aged. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Dare to Live podcast. I'm Shelly. And I'm Christine. We have a special guest today, as usual, excited about our guests yes. because they're always also they're great. They're always so good. Yes. So we have Kimberly Coland with us today, and her Instagram handle is at hopefully underscore Kimberly. I just know from Instagram that I just think she is probably one of the sweetest girls you're going to meet. You know, in her Instagram bio, she talks about just creating a, a community with conversations about mental health, grief, trauma, and hope. And Kimberly, just thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to start by maybe just telling us a little bit about your story and just whatever you feel comfortable with. My hope and dream is that I truly believe that if my husband's name was Brian, if there's one Brian, there's two Brian's somewhere. People who um, might on the outside look like they have it all together. They, my husband dressed in. Um, professional clothes. He wore a suit and tie to work four out of five days of the week. Mm-hmm. And on Fridays, he would wear like school, school stuff, like school pride t-shirts or sweatshirts, that kind of thing, because he was a principal. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I'm a teacher myself. So that's right. When you said the school thing that, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he wore so he would just, he had, he had more shoes than I think Imelda Marcos. And um, there was no space for my shoes. When we married, there was no space for my clothes or shoes because he he had so many beautiful items and he was always dressed in nines. He had one shirt for every day of the week. Uh, excuse me, every every day of the school year, not just the week. He had that many shirts and ties and he oh, would not wear the same one again. So on the outside, you know, anybody, even his staff, uh, the parents in the school district, the school district leaders, they were so shocked that that he struggled and died by suicide because of his journey with mental health. And it makes me furious because I know full well that there are many, many other people out there who look just like him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no one checks in on them to see, hey, are you okay? Right, because they right. look like they've got it all together on the outside, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for so many people, um, the staff that he served, they were they were in shock. But personally, my journey was a complete whiplash situation because we married um, a year after we started dating, we we met each other, and our first date was wonderful. We decided to go out again, and then a year later, we married. And then, um, in that whole time, in that whole experience of of me like talking about like all the things, and we even talked about mental health. We talked about people that he knew who struggled with mental health. He never once mentioned himself. He never once oh, told wow. me that he should have been on medicine, but he stopped taking it. And he never mm. once told me that um, he had previously been suicidal about 13 years ago and held a gun to his head and 
his children had were in shock and his wife at the time was in shock and oh, and how he it, not nothing it was such a deep family everybody knew but me wow. and then four months and 10 days la- later after our wedding he died by suicide oh gosh and, oh, and my it goodness. was there's so many little aspects of the story little stepping stones along the path of this journey that are just baffling but the one that makes me the most sad is that everybody knew but me and I just feel like you know if you're going to be dating someone number one maybe they're great good looking maybe have a great conversation maybe all things are going well but for the love of Mary Jesus and Joseph, would you please just <laughs> just put it out there on the table and say, hey, I need to talk to you about something that's really hard for me to bring up, but mm-hmm. I wanted to be honest because he knew, he knew everything to do because of our training as teachers. Um, he knew all the resources that his district offers for mental health. Right. And often we as educators go to our clock hours you know we have to do all these clock hours about mental health and suicide now and we always do it as if maybe it will pertain to a student in our classroom right but really i think i've changed how i approach it this applies to me this applies to how i approach my own mental health Mm -hmm. so i've learned a lot from him because of this journey and i'm very very thankful for that. So that's kind of like the the introduction to this wonderful story that's full of a lot of whiplash, but a lot of grace. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think you probably already said this, but how long did you guys date before you were married? Did you already say that? And I missed it. It was four months and 10 days that we, we, we dated for one year. Okay. And it was four months and 10 days after our wedding. Wow. That he died. Well, I can sort of relate to kind of the unknown. Um, Kimberly, my husband, he um, passed away from from um, bladder cancer that had, mm-hmm. had metastasized. But and I, I've spoken about this on the podcast before. He had um, he had blood in his urine for a year and be- and never told me. So really, sa- same kind of thing where I'm like, you know, I could have done something with this information. So I I struggle with having not known that. There was something wrong. So, I mean, I, I, clearly there are differences, but I definitely relate to kind of being in the dark. Because mm-hmm. if I wasn't yeah. in the dark, I would have tried to do something, you know, which, which I'm surely, you know, in your situation, I, I, I can imagine that you would have wanted to as well. Absolutely. And, and, and here's an idea. It's a novel idea. Hey, tell, your, tell the person you're married to what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. What an idea. <laughs> I think and sometimes, and and I wonder if this is, you know, kind of a gender thing too, that, you know, I mean, in my family, we joke, you know, oh, the men never want to go to the doctor or, you know, is it, I wonder is, is it because, you know, men, there's this idea that they have to be strong. And like you said, he, he was, you know, your husband presented himself so well professionally, et cetera, that, you know, I wonder, do do people still think it's like a sign of weakness, you know, I mean, to, Mm -hmm. to not seek out that help that, that we wish that he had? Mm, I think that it is a stereotypical situation across. Now, I don't know about, you know, everything outside of the United States and how men go about their mental health Mm -hmm. outside the United States, though I am not 
from the United States. Um, but I can only speak to my experience here. And so I know that um, it is pervasive, mostly among men. And the, the, the way that men choose to die is often different than how women choose to die. And um, I also know that... I'm sorry to interrupt, Kimberly. Is one of the differences that it, with men, is it, is it a more violent thing? Is that sort of the difference between men and women in, in that sense? I believe that that is absolutely true. Okay. I, I feel that women will, especially like with postpartal women mm-hmm. who also suffer for, from depression, um, and some, that is a high time in a woman's life where she may have suicidal ideation just because mm-hmm. the tiredness, the stress, the our hormones, hormones right. everything is like out of whack. And we're like, what the actual hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I think women choose something that might cause them to perhaps die, mm-hmm. but not, not go all the way. Okay. You know what I mean? Like okay. I could die for if I take all these pills. Let's see what happens. Right. So many little facets, right? It's such such a delicate topic, but yet if we don't discuss it, then what? Exactly. Who, mm-hmm. Who's next? Yep. Kimberly, you're a teacher as well, or are you an administrator? I am a teacher and I have also worked in administration, but I'm basically a teacher. That's okay. what I do. Because, you know, as, as a fellow educator myself, you know, as you were saying before about just the mental health crisis, the stuff we see in kids, you know, day after day, and, you know, maybe some of it I'm sure is, is tied to, you know, the pandemic and, and stuff like that. But um, do you think that the pandemic and that stuff had anything to do with or, or took a toll? I mean, I guess it Correct. took a toll on all it of did. us. It mm-hmm. did. And, and um, the reason was because um, maybe like you, uh, School, elementary school started and stopped seven times throughout that first year back. So it must have been the school year of, it was like September of 20, September of 2020. Right. And it started Uh and stopped seven times, which was really hard. But then Brian also had hard COVID, he himself. Oh, jeez. Okay. And during the pandemic, his mother died. And at that time, he was out on a lake with people from his old fraternity, from his old university, you know. And uh, so he felt like he was not where he was supposed to be when he was supposed to be Mm. there and uh, just really succumbed to it was my fault ideology. Oh, gosh. It just pushed him into a vortex of, oh my gosh, how do I get out of this? And also because of his position in leadership, there were times when um, at the end of the year, it's really stressful. And he had just a lot of things going on at school. Mm -hmm. That whole 2020 was not easy on anyone really, but schools were one of the hardest hit, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyone and yeah, you know, agreed. Students, teachers, yes. administration, everyone. If you don't mind me asking, how long has it been since since Brian passed? It will be two years in um, in October. Okay. Um, and you know, is there? I'm just curious. Are there are there specific things that you found have have helped you through these past 
you know, two years, are, you know, are there specific things that have, that you found comfort in or have, have helped you? Yeah, I went to something that is at nationwide. It, it's called grief share and um, you do not have to be a person of faith or attend a church to be able to go to a grief share class. Mm-hmm. It is nationwide. You just punch in your five digit zip code and they will, it will generate, you know, different locations throughout your metro area. And um, so I went to grief share and it was so wonderful because um, there were people there who were just like me and my family doesn't really understand my journey because no one is, uh, my, my parents are still alive, even though they're in their mid eighties. Mm-hmm. Um my siblings have never lost a child. They've never lost each other. We've never had sibling loss or spousal loss for them. It's just, I, 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 I'm loved, but I feel alone and that's, that's normal. And so I, I needed to talk to people. Um, I reached out to um, my place of worship and they were hosting a grief share. And, and when I went there, I looked around and I thought at first, I don't want to be here, but neither did they. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and um, we we still get together every now and then as a as our small group, and it's you know the friends that you're so thankful you have but never wanted to meet. Mm. Right, we have kind of um, some get-togethers with a bunch of fellow widows. It's sort of an mm. open, you know, we we do different things here and there, and there's there's just such camaraderie in that and sharing that with other people. Yes, one hundred percent. And it's good. It's a good thing. And so that really was a wonderful um, outlet and helped me to understand um, mostly myself. And that that was what I needed to do. I needed to spend time with myself, figuring things, figuring some things out. Mm-hmm. And people who get it. You yeah. Know, right. That's the thing with everyone means well, but it's just the connection that you have with someone who has been through it is you know, there's just nothing quite like that. Yeah, for sure. Totally get that. Yeah. And and so I would recommend, I'm sure that, you know, one of your listeners will be in the same precarious situation and they're not going to know what to do and they're going to feel like they're floundering and that's okay. And in that space of still floundering and not really knowing what to do, plug into something, whether it's personal therapy uh, going one-on-one to somebody and talking things out um, or finding a bereavement group of some kind. It will change your trajectory. Not that it's going to erase the pain. It will not erase the sadness. It may not even take away your nightmares. But that's the progress. It, there's so much progress. I thought I was never going to be done having nightmares. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I am mm-hmm. yeah. now. It just took time. Yeah, a little bit at a time. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just noticed from a lot of your posts that you're you spend time just trying to educate and you know just raise awareness for this mental health aspect. Yeah, that's because I think a lot of people think that mental health is something that everybody else needs to focus on, but ourselves. And I think some people confuse it with some type of self-help, self-care, mental health, like they're all kind of in the same triangle, 
mm-hmm, they're not mm-hmm. the same triangle, but they're not the same. They might have their own little corner and they might be related, but they're not all the same thing. And for self-care, you know, that's like, for me, it's meditation, it's walking, it's, it's a really nice long bath, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's watching um, Bridesmaids over and over and over <laughs> and over because I just need to laugh. Yeah, right. Right. So that's a beautiful example of self-care, but that is not mental health. Will self-care help your mental health? 100%. Mm-hmm. But mental health is a very serious, not to be messed around with situation. If you feel like you need to talk to somebody because it's just feeling so heavy, it's such a heavy burden to carry, then you need to do that for yourself. I think sometimes the hardest thing is probably just to just to make the decision to reach out. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and obviously it's not totally the same, but I hadn't gone to a grief counselor for over a year after I lost Jay. And I don't really know why. I guess I was just trying to kind of, you know, get through the days. And then when I finally pulled the trigger and, and you know, reached out and, um, you know, had my had my grief counselor, I thought to myself, like, what? Why didn't I do this, you know, much sooner, but, um, you know, no, so looking back, I mean, it, it all worked out, but, um, yeah, I think sometimes it's just, just to say, okay, I, I might need somebody to help me with this. You know, it's, it's, I think sometimes that's the hardest thing, I guess is my point, Mm -hmm. you know? Agreed. Agreed. And that goes back to, to my husband who he knew what he needed to do, but because, that was a source of pride for him. Mm-hmm. It was harder to do. Yeah. Um, so I, just in hindsight, like, do you now like look back and maybe recognize signs of his mental health challenges? Like that you at the time, you know, didn't even think to be aware of. Absolutely not. No, because except for his mom. But I knew that. Right. Yeah. And his job that was Mm -hmm. stressful. I knew that those were the only two things I knew, but I never knew about how he stopped taking his medicine because he felt fine. Well, he felt fine because usually people feel fine. You know, there's that euphoria Mm -hmm. when you, when you're dating someone, right? Right. You're like, Oh, look at the world. It's such a beautiful (laughs) place. That tornado. Wow. That's a beautiful tornado. Sure. It's coming close to the house, but Hey, that is a great looking tornado. Let me go out and take <laughs> pictures of it. Right. That's, I think that's what we do. Right. Um, I feel like everything I needed to know, I knew, mm-hmm. but what I really needed to know, I did not know. He should have been taking his medicine. That would have been a wise choice. And he should have told me he was taking medicine, mm-hmm. but I can't go back and undo what I did not know mm-hmm. and make that right. Right, right. And so with the knowledge that I had and when I found out, it was six weeks after I married that I found out he was suicidal. Oh, gosh. Um, and where everybody else is like, oh, look at us. We're, we're just newlyweds. It's just, yeah, it's so precious. Mm-hmm. It's just, no, it's great. It's so much fun. Well, we married. We went to Costa Rica uh, for with to visit my family, we came back here, and then three weeks after we came back, it was like, 
went up in flames. Wow. That's um, a hard way to, to start and off. And so I feel I like um, for that time, since July 21st, when I found out he was suicidal and when I found out he had been previously suicidal and when I found out all these little other things, it was just um, trauma response. Like, okay, what do I need to do? Okay, what do I need to do? Okay, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Gosh, which just must have been so hard. It was. It was hard, but thankfully, thankfully, I draw strength from my experiences with being a teacher because yeah. mm-hmm. I know what to do when trauma happens. I I know how to like go in when there's a fire, I go in. I feel like we do that as educators all the time. Okay, yep, nope, I got it. Okay, yep, no, I got it. Mm-hmm. I did my best based upon everything that I knew, I did my best. I'm proud of myself for that. I cannot undo what I did not know. Mm-hmm. And so, right, of course, with what I did, I'm thankful. I'm very thankful. Well, you are one strong lady, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> one, just, one, crazy, one crazy dame. <laughs> well, and just, you know... <laughs> Just like you said, I mean, if, if it helps one person, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the the information you're trying to get out there and it it can make, you know, that's, if it makes a difference to one person, I think it's, that's successful, you know, and it's, Absolutely. we just appreciate you, you sharing your story and gosh, I, you know, please accept my, my condolences because I, I cannot imagine how difficult a journey this has been for you. I mean, I have a, a you know, obviously we're, we're, we're co-widows, so I, I I get it in that sense. But, um, you know, it's just I, we so appreciate you just being willing to come on and and share a little bit about your story. It's it, it'd definitely be helpful to people for sure. Right, and so like when there's like if there's one Brian, there's two Brian's, and I believe that there's someone else out there just like you and I mm-hmm. who are brand new. Uh, I don't want to be here. I don't like this at all. This is not what I wanted. This is. N- what happened? Yep. But then there's little things that you have to learn to do for yourself that will matter. I think when you're in a traumatic situation, you put yourself on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when when your person dies, for whatever reason they may have passed on, you have to learn to do a few steps so that you can be well. Um, and those steps are just so vital. Things like sleeping well, things, and it's hard to sleep, right? And so mm-hmm. maybe maybe you need to talk to somebody about that. Go to the doctor and talk to your doctor about what happened because grief affects your entire body from head to toe, mm-hmm. and and definitely your sleep pattern. And then you know, talk to your doc, your doctor or a nutritionist about your food intake and your alcohol intake and 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 making sure you have the right food coming into your body to give you the nourishment that you need to face your tomorrow and then make sure you get out there and you walk or you run or you bike or you do what you do maybe you just hang out outside and you know put on your best Gwyneth Paltrow and ground yourself you know take off your socks and (laughs) and stand in nature and then pick up pick up a new hobby do something you have not yet you haven't done or you put on the back burner and and do that and 
find support or um, give yourself the space to be silent, the space to grieve, the space to journal, and um, do what you need to do for yourself. Even if you're a mom and you have littles or adult children to kind of, you know, keep an eye on parents who are aging that you need to keep an eye on. No one's going to be okay if you're not okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it's like that's, that that's oxygen so mask analogy, you know, which is, it's it's true in so many different facets of life, I think. Mm -hmm. And and it's hard to do that. It's really hard to do that when you're a widow because the whole world is crashing down in front of you and you have to look at that rubble and wonder what to do mm -hmm. next. Right. The note that you sent me last night, I just want to read it if you don't care because it was just... I just thought it was so great and just resonated so much. Yeah, um, absolutely. This is what you said to me last night. I truly believe that daring to live is the most audacious goal anybody can have because it's not really about being alive. It's about being present and walking boldly into a future that you probably did not anticipate. At mm -hmm. least I did not. For some mm -hmm. people, that's the hardest thing to do. And even that comes in ebbs and flows. Like, really? That's like the truest statement. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. because, um, you know, we, we're on this brand new adventure. An adventure that I know I personally did not really ask for. I was doing fine. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. I was doing great. This was going to be, <laughs> this was wonderful. But now it's a new reality. A reality that I did not foresee coming. And, and totally a new reality that I did not ask for. And do not care for. I don't want this. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to look at all this when when you are a widow and you see the rubble and you wonder, where did the beauty go? Mm -hmm. Where did the beauty go? The beauty of love, the beauty of you know your future, the dreams that you shared with your spouse. They're they're all dead. It and it's horrifying. And in a very big way, you're going. You're thinking to yourself. Well, there's no more beauty left, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. that's actually not true because just like in any forest fire, right? The whole forest can be burnt down, but when it is burnt down, there's a new growth that starts again mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. renewed. Yep. And the same is true for gold. You know, the only way that we can have the beautiful gold rings that we wore when we married was because someone melted it down and then they had to remold it and reshape it. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that the butterfly, when it's or the caterpillar, when it's upside down in a cocoon for 10 to 12 days with its guts turning into mush, <laughs> you know, it's probably thinking, well, what the hell is actually happening now? Mm -hmm. This is absolutely not what I was much better as a caterpillar. Thank you. <laughs> but if the caterpillar decides this is the end, I'm stuck in my cocoon of darkness, it will never fly again. And that's just not where I want to be. Right. You're doing great at just putting an example out there for everyone. Mm -hmm. And we just, we appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us and for, for just, you know, being vulnerable enough to share your story. Cause I know it's not, it's not an easy thing to do and, and we appreciate it. And, and I know it's, it's going to resonate with other people who are going to go, you know, what? I'm going out to take a walk now. I, you know, right. or, or 
Yeah. Here's you know. an idea. I'm going to actually go get my hair cut and like, I'm going to try out a new hairstyle mm-hmm. or I'm mm-hmm. going to do, I'm going to go just, it sounds dumb. I get how like trite it sounds, but even these little tiny trite things matter so deeply. Like, um, I think it's time for me to just paint my nails again, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I, I am going to really take a bath, take my book with me bring my glass of wine and I'm going to enjoy this moment. I'm still sad. I still can break down into tears. However, that sting, that sting that comes and just, Ooh, it just digs into your guts and wants to rip it apart. Mm-hmm. That somehow eventually leaves, but that only leaves when you decide to do the hard work and the hard work is hard. Right. It is. That's the truth. We're, we're we're doing it. Yeah, that's the truth. Right? <laughs> Every morning we get up, it. we get. Yeah, that's right. We're doing we're, it together, and I think you know that's the glorious part of well, a sisterhood. Mm-hmm. I right. think a sisterhood of widows, and I don't really hang out with. I don't really know that many male widows. I that's just not where I am. I just don't. I don't feel like that's my journey to like hang out with male widows. Mm-hmm. But I do. I enjoy hanging out with my female widows it's just it feels right feels good it feels like a sisterhood and i appreciate that yes well i wish we were closer and we could hang out <laughs> yeah I, I feel- uh, <laughs> yeah that would be great i have the perfect patio for that uh-huh. so, and then, and yeah. i think also through sharing stories what what i know listening to others stories and what it's done for me too is also it's kind of given me hope too going you know what She's lived through that and look at her go. Mm-hmm. All right. You right, know, or exactly. hope or inspiration or so I I I definitely that is something that that's helped me for sure, just hearing others' stories and how they've yeah. you know, kind of managed this this new life at, you know. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we can watch where someone else is and want to be there too, but misunderstand how they got there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want the whole apple pie but you never wanted to pick the apples. Right. Yeah. Like you said, you've got the, the work's not easy or, or fun, but necessary. Right. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, We really appreciate you taking time out of your day and chatting with us. I know you're in the, the last few days of school, so. Oh, you're almost (laughs) there. We just finished last week. So, I'm, oh. I just got started with summer, so you're getting close, though. Enjoy that. Enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. <laughs> it tremendously. Well, thank you for your time, and um, I hope you have a very good evening. Yes. yes you thank too. You have so a wonderful much. summer. I shall. <laughs> good night, ladies. Bye. Thanks again. Okay, ciao. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. You can get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram at Dare to Live Podcast, and you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. And remember to subscribe and share. Leave us a rating or a review. We, we always love your feedback. And we will chat again soon. Thanks, y'all. Bye.